0: Welcome to Literary Quest, a podcast hosted by us, Vicki and Marissa, where we discuss our favorite in fantasy fiction, and hopefully can direct you in your quest to find your next great read.
1: Welcome to Literary Quest. Today, we are going to be discussing A Soul to Keep by Opal Rain. Um, this is going to be an after dark episode um we will be talking about monster sex so monitor yourselves appropriately for that there are some tentacles so heads up there with that okay um in terms of our characters we have raya she's our main female lead she's described as having green eyes blonde hair and snowy skin She's been shunned by her village because when her parents and baby brother were killed by demons, they did not kill her. And the town assumes she is a harbinger of death. However, she just isn't afraid of much, so she did not give off a fear scent, which attracts demons. She is brave and clever. Our main male lead is Orpheus. He is known to humans as a dusk walker since he can walk in the dark and in the sun, unlike demons who cannot walk in the sun. However, his species is actually known as Mavka. He is very tall, has a wolf skull for a face with impala antlers. He has glowing orbs for eyes that are a base color of blue, but change colors based on his emotion. Every 10 years, he goes to the village to cast a protection smoke in exchange for a human bride. He is lonely, so he wants a companion, but has trouble keeping them as they often run or try to kill him, which results in him killing or eating them and then being sad about it. He is eager to please and tries to obtain everything that would make his humans comfortable and happy. For our location, we spend most of our time in the Vale, which is where Orpheus lives. It's also where demons come from and where the demons live. It's located in a dense forest. All right, our plot. <clears throat> so it is coming up on the 10-year mark for the dust to return and put a protection spell in place. The villagers have chosen Rhea as the sacrifice, She's pissed. The town has shunned and tortured her for years. They put her in a house at the very edge of the village closest to the demons. They refuse to speak with her, throw rocks at her, throw food at her, basically just all around assholes. Um, so when the dust walker comes, he finds that Rhea does not smell strongly of fear, which is good, as it will not cause him to go into a bloodlust and eat her based on scent. He tells her that his name is Orpheus, takes her to his home in the Vale, and she Tells her that she needs to stay in a salt circle as it keeps demons at bay. He gives her a protection amulet to wear as well. He also must give her a daily bath to keep the human scent off of her and demons away. He does everything that he can to make her happy. He shows her the garden where she can see sunlight. When she asks to sit and eat out there, he makes her a table and a chair. Raya is surprising to him. Um, unlike his previous humans, she is not hiding. She does not smell strongly of fear and does not try to kill him. She... Did plot her escape and did try to escape, but since she was quickly caught by a giant spider, that deters her from trying again. She helps him make protection charms and teaches him how to cook. This is new to Orpheus, as his previous humans tried to stay as far away from him as possible. He does tell her that his first human stayed with him for five years, and he thought that she liked him, but eventually she left in a traumatic way, and it is a very sensitive topic for him, and he does not like speaking of it. As they spend more time together, Rhea notices that her feelings toward him start to change, and she becomes attracted to him, both romantically and sexually. Their relationship evolves, and um, he only tries to eat her twice, which is fantastic. He also informs her that she can stay in love with him forever if she gives him her soul. She refuses, but for the most part, Orpheus is thrilled with his situation because Rhea will touch him casually. She lets him put his head in his lap. It's all very cute. Um, And this is what he's been looking for. He's been looking for a human to be his companion and his friend and hopefully his bride. Rhea is content for the most part. Um, She's able to sit in the sun daily. She's found a sword and is learning how to use it. And Orpheus is trusting more and more. So one day he goes to get water by himself and the demon king shows up and abducts Rhea. So what happens? You have to keep listening to read the book to find out. This is your spoiler warning. All right.
0: So this was my first read. Uh, Vicki, this was not your first read. No, it is my third
1: read. I enjoyed this book a lot. And there were tentacles, but I was very easily able to get past it for this book. Because Orpheus is just the sweetest thing in the world.
0: Yeah, when you told me there were tentacles the first time, my first thought was a no. Because uh, I think octopuses are... And squids are fascinating creatures, but they kind of freak me out. And so I was apprehensive about them in this book, but they really weren't what I was expecting them to be. Yeah, I was apprehensive about it initially, just because tentacles kind of freak me out. Um, I think that tentacled creatures are really cool, but I also think they're smarter than we are. And I, that scares me. So uh, I was apprehensive about the tentacle thing, but it was needless apprehension because this was very entertaining to read.
1: So I absolutely hate those villagers, like with a passion. They were so mean to her and it just bugs the shit out of me because she has done nothing. And they stuck her on the edge of the town. She mentions one time that that Chad asshole like boarded, by, by the way, like I love that his name is Chad. Yes, that's the yeah. perfect name boarded up her house so she couldn't get in at night and then that one guy right so there are a whole bunch of like their backup sacrifices Mm -hmm. and that one guy was like oh no I'm doing it in case that monster won't go with him like she has done nothing
0: yeah
1: oh it makes me so
0: mad agree they suck it's real easy to hate one person though especially when you can make them the scapegoat for all of your problems like she, as a child, just was lucky enough not to get eaten. And instead of thinking that my, there might be something special about her that keeps her from getting eaten, they're like, nope, bad. She's bad. We're going to hate her and make her self-isolate and shun her and literally throw food at her so that we don't have to get close. It's, it's easy to hate people from afar. So, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they were real dicks. I, I thought it was interesting. They had that one girl that they were like, she was willing to be sacrificed to the dust walker until it got close to her. And she got super fearful. And he was like, nah, I don't think so. I've, I've, I've done this one before where they're scared and I've eaten them. So I'm going to go with the one that's not scared and is just pissed off instead. Yeah. Well- also, how self-righteous that one guy was. Uh, the one that was being willing to say, and also how shitty the, the other people were. They're like, you better hope that he accepts you. And she has zero control over that.
1: I know. And um, so that one girl that was like calm until he got close, like, and she was like, yeah, I'll totally sacrifice myself at first. Makes me think it's probably someone who reads monster books. Yeah. And got close and was like, oh no. Yes. I was wrong. Very. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, just like me projecting onto her, but.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, that reminds me of the characters in Luxuria, and we'll talk about that eventually. How the people that end up in the shadow world or whatever, they're people who like, they want to fuck monsters. They're, they find them appealing and are shunned by society. This is what I thought for this person. Or like, this, yeah, this would be like. If this was a real life situation and it was us and they were real monsters we'd be like, or, you know, we talk about how if demons actually showed up, we would be like, take me <laughs> <laughs> until they actually show up. And they were like, oh, I made a mistake. <laughs> exactly. I thought you were going to be hot.
1: <laughs> and with like a heart of gold underneath the soft yeah. spot for me, but fine.
0: Turns out I was wrong. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Orpheus was great, pretty much from the start.
1: Oh yes, I I almost left him like immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, he was funny. So they he like stuffs his nose right mm-hmm. so that that smell in case it'll trigger him to turn into. I guess, like, the beast form of himself. Mm-hmm. Like, he morphs into, like, a big monster form of himself. Yeah. Um, so scent is a big thing in this book. Yeah. And, yeah.
0: I like um, how when he selects Raya and they're making their way through the forest, she they bathe her in all of these oils and things like that which covers up her actual scent. And he's like, man, I hate it when they do this to my offerings. They always cover them in this stuff and I can't actually smell what they smell like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he says she smells of elderberry and red roses. And Well, first, Monty Python comes to heaven. Whenever there's elderberry, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. But what do they smell like? Yeah, I don't think I could readily
0: identify the smell of elderberries. Right? Yeah.
1: I have no idea what they smell like.
0: I don't either. I mean, it makes me want to go, I don't even know where you would find that. Do they sell them at the store? I don't know.
1: Are they edible? I mean, are they
0: like... Well, yeah, like they make elderberry wine and um syrups and stuff my mom has made I think a cake with elderberry syrup before it's just not I don't remember what it tasted like or what it smelled like
1: but okay so she's like trudging through the snow right she doesn't have shoes for some reason right they hate it when they
0: don't have shoes
1: she She lost them yeah yeah like immediately lost the shoes um and so he's like fine I'll carry you but like he also thinks in his head, he's like, none of them ever let me carry them before, sort of thing. So yeah. Like, oh, Orpheus.
0: I mean, just everything about him is sweet and sad.
1: Mm-hmm. He's all like,
0: they all run away from me. Nobody lets me. Like, I don't know. I did think it. I so they while they're trudging, they're walking through the forest to get to the veil, and they get attacked by these uh the demon hunters basically, mm-hmm. and. I thought it was interesting. So Rhea sees this as her opportunity to escape from Orpheus. And then one of them turns on her and uses her as bait. And <laughs> she's immediately like, mm, fuck you. I'm just going to do what, I, I, what I, what's best for me from now on. Um, and she takes off running and has the forethought to think, okay, he chases pre- like, prey. I'm just gonna stop running.
1: Yeah, and that that was, and then is that scene one of the scenes where he tries to eat her?
0: Yeah, he tackles her and like puts her whole head in his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Yeah, and I think it's at that point that she just starts like laughing.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: just like hysteria. What are you gonna do at that point? Nothing, right?
1: yep <laughs> yeah and so he's like oh she's different I didn't kill her right away and I just so like he just says he's like I just want a companion like he's just lonely yeah and it's so sad yeah
0: it's really sad he just wants a friend mm-hmm. he talks about when they get to the house that so he built a house for um one of uh, like his first companion, he built a house because she asked him to. And um, he talks about how when his sacrifices or whatever, the people that he selects mm-hmm. have come to his house in the past, they've like ignored him or just stay hoarded up in their rooms mm-hmm. and tried to escape. And Raya talks about like the, the fingernail scratches in the wall, the tallies mm-hmm. for the taste. That people have managed to live—it sounds pretty bleak.
1: <laughs> I know, it does. But so from what he says, it sounds like it's mostly the humans' fault. Yeah, like the men, he like so he's like, I don't want to take men because they just keep trying to kill me, and that's a pain in the butt. I don't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. The women tend to like reek of fear, and they try to run, so he eats them. Yeah, or they like or they try to run away outside the salt circle and they get eaten by other demons. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just stay put. Just get to know him.
0: Yeah, He's so nice. Yes. And accommodating. Right? He, you. he gives you a place to sleep. He actively tries not to eat people. Mm-hmm. He gives Rhea warnings. Like, if you take off running, I'm going to chase you. And yeah. it's going to make me want to kill you. Please don't do this. He tries very hard to keep his people alive.
1: Mm-hmm. yep he just wants a friend at one point <clears throat> he says that um, he's been doing this for eons right so I don't know exactly how old he is but it's been around like 200 years that he's been like asking for humans right so Reyes is 19th human mm-hmm. and he's like oh there's been so many before her and I'm like you know what 18 really isn't that many. Right? I mean but I think that. About it. I think that's
0: probably relative. And that is just 18 of his companions.
1: He had right. to eat a
0: bunch of other people up to that point to get to the ability to speak and feel have humanity. So also an eon in terms of like an actual amount of time so in in Buddhism an eon is like a billion years I don't know that he's that that long or that old Um, I don't I don't know yeah an eon is like a billion years according to the internet so I don't I don't know that he's actually that old. I think in terms of human life, it kind of becomes relative what you consider to be that many because to Rhea, like 18 humans being eaten before her might feel like a lot, And he's had to eat several to get to the point where he's capable of speech and thought and things like that. So, I don't know. I think it's kind of relative from that perspective.
1: I guess. I just feel like we read books where, like, the main male lead will just, like, slaughter a whole bunch of humans all at once. And we'll just be like, Yeah.
0: Well, we don't know how many people he slaughtered before he came to Katarina, his first human.
1: Yeah, it's got to be a lot. Mm-hmm. Had to be a lot, because he's so I guess evolved for yeah. his species. Um, he mentions that like if he had like uh, if he hadn't plugged his nose, he would end up eating the whole town because he is this unlike. He always has hunger. Mm-hmm. He's never not hungry. <clears throat> so he could eat a whole town. Yeah. He probably ate several
0: pounds well he used to eat like whole he said he says later in the book that he used to look for houses that were like out by themselves because there were usually several people in them so he could just eat them all like it was convenient snacking <laughs> so he's he's probably eaten quite a few people yeah he does a lot to try to make things comfortable for her and I guess Despite having the knowledge that there are demons all in the forest, and that she has like no way to defend herself or protect herself, and that it's certainly much safer at Orpheus's house than anywhere else in the Vale, Rhea decides to run away while he's gone getting water.
1: Didn't that happen? Like, didn't she run away? right after they had like their first like sexual experience together yes and so she was kind of panicking from that too she was kind of panicking
0: Ah, is that right I think that's right yeah she was kind of panicking from like it was her first opportunity I think to, to escape but my thought when that happened was like you dumb bitch yeah yep did this really seem like a rational, smart thing for you to do? She's got her little amulet and she steals like a dagger, I think. Yeah. It's not I mean, it's not It's not a good I don't I just I don't know. I was I, just face palming really hard.
1: I do appreciate that she only tries to, like, escape, escape once. Yeah. He does stupidly hang out in his yard a whole bunch. What I picture is. Anyway. With an assault circle, which Gets her attacked by, like, flying demons and shit like that. Yeah, I know.
0: I love that she's, like, she doesn't, it doesn't occur to her that it's not, like, a dome that's surrounding her. It's literally just a circle. So things Mm. can come in from the top. Yeah. She's, like, oh. Well, I didn't think about that being a thing. Mm -hmm. And now I guess I know. I don't know. I just, I found myself getting frustrated with her. She just doesn't, I don't know. I mean, obviously she's never been in like a a world filled with demons. So she's probably encountering some things that she's never run into before. And I try to be kind of forgiving from that perspective. But several times, Mm -hmm. Orpheus leaves and he's like, hey, maybe don't leave the house while I'm gone. So what does she do? She leaves the house. Mm-hmm. And I just got so frustrated with her, especially when she gets attacked by the flying demon that comes in from the top of the circle. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that keeps her from being taken and murdered in that situation is the other Mapka, the other Duskwalker who's friends with Orpheus. He is already there because he's curious about her. Mm-hmm. And that is the only thing that keeps her from dying in that moment. Well, then Orpheus comes back and he's pissed off because there's another Mafka in his space with Rhea, mm-hmm. who he's very possessive of. And he says to her, she, so at that point, the other Mavka is trying to figure out how to get a human and he doesn't want to help him which is fair. It's a hard, like they live a hard life. I think that's fair. And uh, Raya pressures Orpheus into helping this other Duskwalker mm-hmm. by taking him to the village, which is an eight day journey. And she's like, just take him. It'll be fine. And he says, I don't want to leave you for eight days. I don't trust that you're going to do what I'm actually doing, what I, what I actually suggest for you. And she gets really huffy. And gives him the silent treatment for like a whole day. And just is very salty because he said he doesn't trust her. And I was so pissed off because I don't trust her either. She's stupid. He says, don't go outside. And that's what she does. Mm-hmm. He doesn't yeah. have a reason to trust her. She doesn't listen to him. Despite the fact that he's lived there for eons. And maybe knows what the fuck he's talking about.
1: And then. like hurt me when she was so like i mean she wasn't mean to him she gave him the silent treatment but he was like what did i do he makes himself smaller you know like threatening like he's like wounded by. yeah he's
0: very hurt (laughs) Yeah, and he's just trying to keep her safe Mm -hmm.
1: yeah
0: oh it it was so annoyed
1: she was definitely like thoughtless at times mm-hmm. to his feelings you know yeah. um and that bugged me a little bit because he's so giving he's like yeah. here's everything <laughs> like I want to make her happy I want to make her happy you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: to the point where his happiness and everything comes secondary yeah and he even says it at one point he was like can't say no gotta keep her happy gotta make sure she's happy like her happiness is more than mine which I think he's he's like fine with I guess yeah, because he wants a friend, but at the same time, I felt bad for him because his expectations are so low. I guess.
0: Yes, if he were a human, I would say we probably have an issue with setting healthy boundaries and uh, taking care of himself. But he's not; yeah. he's a demon, so I, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: And if this was a normal relationship, I would say that her coping strategies are extremely childish and not healthy. And are bad for a relationship, but this is not that.
1: So So it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um so the one time she does escape though, and um, like immediately, immediately gets stuck in a web. Yeah. And captured by um the spider of sorrows or yeah, something.
0: Yeah, that's a no for me, dog. That is a big no for me. It did remind me of uh, there's a creature in Avatar, the last airbender, I think his name is Ko. Maybe mm-hmm. where it can take on the face of people in your life. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking of when it starts. I think it mimics the voice of her parents and her brother being mur- while they're being murdered or something.
1: Yeah. Um, and it like... Um, hmm. has them blaming her like, why didn't you save us?
0: Yeah, that sort of thing. Uh, but, spider so- Saros would be mm-hmm. a no for me. <laughs> I would probably just yeah. I, I mm. no, definitely not. Not a fan. And then poor Orpheus has to kill it. I love how she takes off and like falls down. She's got this tiny little like pocket knife type of thing, thinking that's gonna be what's like <laughs> okay that's not gonna work but okay
1: yeah her sense of not entitlement I don't know maybe just of herself thinking that that's gonna help her yeah just At least a later good on she plan. Starts yes she
0: does yeah. she starts learning how to defend herself which I think is really smart if you're gonna live in a forest full of demons And it rains Mm -hmm. and it washes away your salt circle sometimes. And also the flying things can still get you. It's probably a good idea to at least have some kind of plan. I wonder if, I don't know, and this may not be how those trinkets work. She's got the the amulet that she wears on her head. I wonder if wearing some of the trinkets that Orpheus puts on his house would help protect her. Maybe Mm -hmm. not. Maybe that's not how that works. I don't know. I
1: don't know. I don't know how that works either. Hmm. That's interesting. That's a good point. Hmm. Um, yeah, I love that scene where like she's like, "Oh, what are you making?" And she's next to him, and she makes um the trinket with him. Yeah, and then he saves it. Yeah,
0: I mean, we <laughs> see pretty early on that she's willing to get involved in his life. Um. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that, like she, she doesn't want to, you know, be stuck in the veil forever. Mm-hmm. It's dark. I like, it's not, there's not a lot of sun and it, it it doesn't take her long to get to the point where she's like, my Orpheus really isn't that bad. I don't have so much of it. It's more just that she feels trapped and caged. And mm-hmm. I think that's more of the issue. It's not the person she's with. It's the situation that she doesn't like. So we see pretty early on and Orpheus talks about this, about how different she is from the other humans that he's taken in that she she takes an active interest in his life she wants to learn
1: how to do things with him mm-hmm. yeah and we hear later on about his relationship with the first human that he had for five years mm-hmm. who basically just like kept demanding things from him like i'm like okay, your cave make me a house i don't like this make me this yeah give me this and never like really giving him anything in return or having like softness towards him right i think it sounds like she
0: just reciprocated with sex Mm -hmm. and it sounds like i don't know i don't i don't get the impression that he pressured her to have sex with him
1: no it sounds like
0: um, a transactional type of relationship like if you do this for me then i'll do this for you right
1: yeah um when she uh Rhea meets Katerina right Mm -hmm. Um, and Katerina's like oh you know like I know what happened it's okay you know like he forced you or whatever and Rhea's like what like did you ever say no which is a little bit like not the best but she realizes that there's no way Orpheus did that right he wasn't like that if she had shown displeasure in it yeah he would have he would have stopped especially because he does tell the mofka that like no is a very important mm-hmm. um thing and that when the humans say no you have to listen yeah
0: so I love that
1: okay. mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah so i think um i i mean i i couldn't stand katarina but um i think that we've you really see the difference in the type of relationship he's been because he's so surprised by everything Rhea does with and for him. She makes him a present. Mm, That's so cute. He makes him a present with the bells. I know. And she ties him to his horns and Mm. it's just really adorable. But she does things with and for him that he's never had with any of his other companions before. And I think it just highlights how different, particularly with Katerina, because it sounds like she's the longest surviving human mm-hmm. um how yeah. different their the relationship that he has with rea is versus her like it genuine caring he's just surprised when rea's
1: nice to him yeah like she kisses him mm-hmm. you know like on his skull and then they do their weird form of kissing because mm-hmm. um, he doesn't have like lips you know yeah. she casually touches him which is, like, a huge deal for him because he's never had, everyone really shies away from him, all the other humans. Mm-hmm. And she's just kind of, like, casually touching him. Mm-hmm. That's cute. It is cute. And
0: he, pra- he helps her practice sword fighting, and, like, they do stuff together. It's not like he's constantly fetching things for her, which is how it's right. sounded like things were with Katerina, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, again, it's not, I think it's, and pretty quickly, it seems like Rhea develops a fondness for Orpheus.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so she's, I think, frustrated more just by the situation that she's in than being with him. Yeah.
1: I heard Because she mentions to him one time where she thanks him for something. I don't remember what it was. But then she said, it's like, it's, I'm still in a cage. Mm -hmm. Like, this is still a prison. Yeah. And he's like, oh. Oh, one of my favorite things about him is that his eyes change color. I love that. Yes. Mm. I love that. And like, guessing in the new ones, like, so yellow is happiness, but it's also like, pride. Mm Hmm. and then he blushes with his eyes, which I think was so cute. Yeah. That was just so cute. But then at the end, right, and it looks like they're broken and he's crying from yeah. them. Oh, they're such a deep, deep blue. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: I love this as a bridge for face. So you gain a lot of information about what a person is feeling by their facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Well, he doesn't have a face. It's a skull which as my mind still like struggles to grapple with, but he doesn't, there are no facial expressions. And so I love that he has his eyes to express emotion. Can you imagine how hard it would be otherwise if they didn't do that to communicate with this creature with no way to communicate
1: feelings? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be so, yeah, I agree. It, it was smart to write that in. Mm-hmm. To take both of the uh, of like facial expressions, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah, I think it's really. I like that. So, purple is like arousal, like yeah, yeah, I did, and I love how they highlight. So, uh, she gets baths like every day, <laughs> he gives her a bath <laughs> with this special oil to mask her human scent, and um. They start out pretty um, unsexy. Mm -hmm. He's wearing gloves. Yes, and his shirt. And it's just like a, it almost feels pretty clinical. Right. And I don't, I I was surprised at how sexy these baths became. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eventually, he, and I mean, I don't know. I just feel like, how could they not? Eventually she asks him to stop using his gloves because they don't have to do it as often. And mm-hmm. in the sense that the, the, the magic sinks in better if he can use the skin on skin contact and her describing the process of trying not to become aroused as he's doing this, it had yeah. me hot. I uh, very much enjoyed those scenes.
1: Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah, and his description of it too where he's like, oh, is she soft, you know, like Mm -hmm. and I think is that the first time he does that is that when she's trying not to be aroused he tickles her foot and he's like why isn't she laughing? And she's just like, "Mm, I don't want to be done with it. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, he's super perceptive. I just, Mm -hmm. I love, I love those scenes. And I like how when they do them, um, he's not typically, like he's not usually looking at her face and then they go on the journey to the village and he gives her a bath in a stream and he can see her facial mm-hmm. expressions, but also he she can see his and the, that the colors that his eyes are changing to as he become a, becomes aroused with her. I just, I love the way that those scenes were written.
1: And then she starts having- dreams of him right yeah um and it's her interesting like sex dreams because he's like it's just like she basically just sees like his eyes floating around mm-hmm. right in these dreams it sounds creepy but um it's not and uh, so their first like sex scene right where s- sexual stuff happens um is her waking up and he's like sniffing her and he's like where's that scent coming from <laughs> I love this because it reminds me of
0: dogs, (laughs) you know, like I don't, my dog is a Doberman and he is like crotch height. And so he greets you just by like sticking his face in your crotch. And uh, it's so frustrating, but that's exactly what my thought was when I got to the scene. I was like, oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was It was good. He's like, where is that coming from? And he goes, Oh,
0: yes, and that's where he does. That's where they had. He has. He provides oral sex for her, right? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's their first like sexual scene. Um, and I think his tongue like breaks her hymen. Yeah. he's like so shocked he's like oh no blood and then she's like no it's okay like you just like broke my hymen it's totally fine he's like I broke you yes it this was
0: seen I laughed out loud this <laughs> I have a lot of feet and we've talked about them pretty extensively but I have a lot of feelings about scenes where there are hymens involved and I got to this point where it was like his tongue is the thing that's broke her hymen and I just laughed out loud Mm. oh this is a new thing (laughs) never read this before
1: oh gosh yeah but that was his reaction that was cute yes like oh no injured her he felt so bad yeah He's and just then
0: thoughtful and considerate. Mm-hmm. And then she starts her period.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, and then he has to. Okay, so I know we've talked before in books about how like the men sometimes like run away from the menstruation, yeah. right? And this, he totally took it to like, I'm going to go sit as far away from you as possible. And they know it's because otherwise he might eat her, but it just made me think of that. maybe. Yeah. The sees, <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, yes.
0: The way that that, I don't know. I did. It makes me wonder how he's handled menstruation before. Is, 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 has nobody ever survived to the point where they had a period? Yeah, that's, that's about how Katerina didn't have periods. So she must yeah. have been infertile, I guess.
1: Yeah. And I guess all the other women he took, I mean, like what, they died like eight days or something like nobody made it past like eight days or something. Yeah. How many things were marked in that? I don't yeah. remember. It's pretty bleak. hmm. Yeah. So but it's interesting. He knew what that was, but he didn't know what a hymen was. Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know. Maybe they've, well, it sounds like he hasn't had sex with anyone else before. So right. Great. It was it. it. So I don't know. Oh, I love how they talk about. uh, So with the hymen, they're talking about how he wanted sacrifices that were pure, Right. right, and so mm-hmm. the villagers took the, that to mean pure as in like have never had sex before, and he was like, "I meant like disease free, like I didn't want anyone that was gonna die <laughs> because <laughs> of illness." And she's like, "Oh, okay, that <laughs> <laughs> that's not what they think you mean mm-hmm. when you say that." Okay.
1: I do like her inner monologue as she becomes like more attracted to him. And she's like, I'm a pervert. Oh my God, I can't be thinking this. And then eventually she's like, it's fine. I'm a pervert. I'm attracted to a monster, whatever.
0: See, I have those same thoughts when I started reading Monster Romeo, like with the, the milking farm book, the, the Minotaur book. I was like, what does it say about me that I am so aroused by this woman jacking off a, man, a Minotaur? Like what is wrong with me? But Mm. there's nothing wrong with me. There are literally thousands because I looked at the reviews of other people who are also aroused by this. So we're either Mm. all freaks or I don't. And and if that's the case, then might as well embrace it.
1: Yeah. Yep. I'm fine with it. Yeah. It's fine. (laughs) I
0: mean, they make dildos that are shaped like monster penises. So Yeah. Yeah, they've got
1: dragons, they've got tentacles, they've got
0: I found one that has like a thing that deposits like a monster egg inside of you. So, oh, God, I've seen that. Yeah. It, there's something for everybody.
1: Um. Oh, so when he he does take her to the demon town, demon village, whatever it is, and he's like, don't go anywhere, like stay by me. And of course she does not. no. again this
0: is like him not being a she's like pissy because he doesn't trust her
1: why Um, would he yeah and then so she runs off to follow the witch owl right Mm -hmm. um to a bookstore and he's like what is going on so he follows her and he's like why did you run and then the other poor Mavka is thinking that like Something has happened to them and is freaking out in the town and causing a disturbance. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was a mess. But so Orpheus is finally like, whatever. Like, he's just like, okay, stay- you can stay in the store because that's where the witch owl led her. Mm-hmm. And he went and had to calm down the other Mavka who I was know. freaking out. Mm-hmm. Poor thing.
0: Poor thing. But the store was cool. So like the owner was like a cat type of Mm -hmm. demon Mm -hmm. and the owl left feathers and books that, um, what's her name? Rhea was meant to find, but her interaction with the cat is so great because he loves books. They love books. I can't remember the gender of the monster or the the demon, the cat demon, but the monster or demon loves books And they don't have, like, great facial expressions. Or he doesn't understand what the facial expressions are. So he starts quizzing her about facial expressions that she can make. And it's
1: so cute. Mm -hmm. It is really cute. And then when she leaves, right, and she lifts up her mask, kind of, and gives him a wink. And he's like, a wink. Yes. I love that scene. Mm -hmm. It was was cute. Mm -hmm. And then she leaves feathers for the sword one Mm -hmm. right um smart the beauty and the beast retelling yeah which was funny and then a children's like fairy tale book Mm -hmm. so yeah oh and a
0: house on making things which she gives to the mavka
1: mavka oh right right that's right i
0: love how she's going through those books and she gets to like the one with folklore i don't i think it's just hysterical to me that she's reading this book about folklore that's got Duskwalkers and other creatures in it. And she gets to elves and she's like, elves aren't real. I'm going to skip to Duskwalkers. Like, <laughs> wh- uh, what? <laughs> Why would you assume elves are not real when all of these other mythical creatures are real and in the same book? hmm And then she gets to... Like she gets taken by the demon king, who is part elf, and she's like, "Oh shit, I should have read that part on elves." <laughs> Damn. Yeah. But she gets those books, and one of them is the fairy tales, and so she starts. Um, Orpheus asks asks her to to read to him, which mm-hmm. is such a lovely tender moment he puts his head in her lap and she's reading the story of beauty and the beast to him and I just think it's so sweet and cute to have this interaction
1: between them I love that scene especially because earlier in the book he mentions he was like I just want to put my head on her lap and so he gets to fulfill that like desire with this yes it's precious it is and again kind of reminds me of a dog yep <laughs> yeah yeah it's cute maybe maybe it's because like we're associated like dogs are adorable so we're like all of these things are dog like so it's super adorable yes dog mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah it's cute and then he actually falls asleep on her mm-hmm. they, both, they both fall asleep right yeah yeah they both fall asleep in that scene is, yeah it's just a really nice sweet scene I mm-hmm. have several really cute moments
0: Ugh, mm-hmm. I just love them I love how excited he gets when she asks if she can sleep in his bed to cover her human scent he's like oh
1: she wants me to sleep she wants to sleep with me mm-hmm. yeah and she's not worried like she bandaged it like she had to take off his um, shirt and everything to bandage mm-hmm. his wounds mm-hmm. And um, he's like, oh, she saw me. She's not repulsed. She still wants to be near me. Ugh, it's adorable. Because like his, it sounds like his ribs and everything are exposed, right? The way, yeah. Like all, all of that stuff is on the outside and you can see tendons and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was cute. It was cute. Mm-hmm.
0: Let's talk about his penis. Yes, please. Yes. Let's talk about that. Okay. I did not know. So penis is inside of his body. Mm-hmm. There's like a slit. I did not mm-hmm. know that the word for the penis coming out of your body was called extrusion. <laughs> so his penis extrudes when he is very aroused. Mm-hmm. I applaud the imagination that went into the description for this penis. So the penis extrudes from the body and it's got mm-hmm. like tentacles that like wrap around it mm-hmm. and they help to extrude it and to retract it. Right. And they like unfurl from the penis. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a flower.
1: Right. It was a lot. Cause there's also like a rosebud comparison. Yeah. In there.
0: There's a lot of description that, which I appreciate.
1: Mm. Because this
0: is a whole new penis that I've never, will never see. <laughs> so I needed a lot of description to make this work in my mind. I'm find some fan art of that. Yeah, it is gigantic. Yeah. When they finally have sex, he literally rearranges <laughs> her organs. <laughs> he has <to> <laughs> <re-arrange> <laughs> her insides. <laughs> I laughed so hard because we have read the description, right? Where it's like the insides, it's like the insides are being rearranged. They literally get rearranged with magic to make this dick go inside of her body. And I, I mean, I love it, but I think I laughed out loud when I
1: got to that part. I'm like,. I had to reread it the first time I read that because I was like, I'm sorry, did I read that correctly? <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, wait. We got we to gotta rewind here for a second. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, so anyway, her cervix is now where her diaphragm is supposed to be. And uh, I don't know what happened to her intestines. I guess it's not going to affect her ability to have bowel movements, though, because magic. Yeah. <clears throat> I just... I I, I loved it, but it did make me laugh out loud. Anyway, so like the tentacles unfurl from his penis. It is insanely long. Mm -hmm. I think it's got ridges or something on it
1: or spirals. Yeah, it has like um, fish thingies on it kind of too, right? Yeah.
0: I imagine that. And like a really distinct mushroom head. yes (laughs) yeah and it self-lubricates which I think is the direction that we need to evolve in Mm -hmm. if we could evolve in the direction of self-lubricating penises and also kind of like in our aliens room alien romance novels where there's like an extra little nub Mm -hmm. directed for clitoral stimulation that's evolutionarily where we need to be going yes I agree I don't know how we do that, but I completely agree with you. Maybe we can submit a request somewhere. (laughs) Maybe if we put that message like out into the universe, like stop transmitting all of the other NASA shit that's going out and just send messages directly (laughs) to the aliens like currently in
1: search of. (laughs) Oh gosh, that, that could be a book though. That would be a funny book if it was like a romance novel, you know, it's like, um, like just Craig. Yes. <laughs> just a group of women
0: who are people that doesn't have to be women, just a group of people who are tired of standard Dick and are in the, in the, in the market for some self lubricating Dick. Yep. Find a way to project that into space. Maybe if we put it on Elon Musk's radar, he would do it for us. Oh, get him to give up his stupid space bullshit and start working on something that might actually serve the people.
1: Mm -hmm. Getting that alien space stick, yeah. What a trash human! Gosh. Yeah. So the only issue I had with some of the sex scenes was that, like, her wording sometimes like took me out of it. So, like, she said it was slime at one point. Yeah, she's slime, which I was like, I don't, like, if it was just self-lubricating, that's one thing, but slime, I picture, like, slime, like, you yeah? know?
0: Like uh, um, Nickelodeon slime.
1: Right, exactly. Um, But it doesn't really sound like that's what it is. No. And then in another scene, um, it's talking about, like, how she smells of sex and stuff,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um, but she uses the word stench, and I'm like, why do you use stench? Yeah, there is typically
0: kind of a negative um, connotation, I think, with that word, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and it will refuse to talk, like, you know, thinking how much he likes it. Yeah. And then, like, the word stench comes out, and I'm like, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, But overall, I was very on board with the sex scenes, like, and was surprised because again, my first kind of interaction with tentacles. And so I thought, yeah, this is going to be like squiddy and weird and not that there's, if that's your jam, that's fine. I just think that one day some critters are going to, um, figure out that they're smarter than us and take over the world. And it's going to be squids and octopuses or ants. And so they freaked me out. um, so, I was not expecting to be on board, but I love how it's like the tentacles are like supportive, like they're trying to hold on to her hips and pull her towards him. It does make me wonder what would happen if she gave him a blowjob. Oh, like they grab a hold of her head and pull her forward because that does not sound like, with as long as his penis is, unless he can rearrange her esophagus, she's going to choke to death. <laughs>
1: From the sounds, of it, I don't even know how she'd get like the giant mushroom head into her mouth.
0: Yes. So I just, the logistics made me curious, um, but it was so uh, well-written. Yeah. I mean, it was super, super hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was aroused by this giant monster dick with tentacles. So, yep. Um, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. And, uh, um, I did think it was interesting. I wonder like, how do people who write monster romances do research? Like, are you looking up penises for other animals? And is that where you like, are there animals out there with self-lubricating penises? Is that a thing? Um, because she talks about how Orpheus gets like, I guess we would call it morning wood or I don't know. He gets erect and his penis mm. extrudes, but it like dries out. Yeah. And it hurts. It's very painful. Yeah. Like, is that a thing that happens to animals? I don't
1: know. That's
0: I don't I'm just like, very curious about where, the inspiration for this come from came from is this based on things that actually happened or happened to critters Is this completely made up because that's really clever if it is and then raya wakes up at one point and there's just like a penis inside of her just hanging out
1: yeah she's like what's happening like are you okay or something and he's like he said I could be inside of you at any time and she asks, like, oh, well, what about like your dick drying out or something? He's like, it doesn't matter as long as it's in some place like warm and wet and this is where I wanted it to be. I mean, that's
0: really sweet. It is. In like a weird monster dick way. <laughs> well, like the dirty talk in some of this. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, ah, Orpheus. I was- coming oh, through goodness. with his naughty mouth very much unexpected because he's so like sweet and thoughtful and just like very caring but then he says um some Rhea calls it naughty she says your naughty mouth like where is this coming from And he's mm-hmm. like do you not like it do you not want me to do it and she says like no it's great I just it's different for you yes
1: <laughs> you know well there's this like um not speech i guess but this so um he has like he gets really possessive of her at one point possessive of her and he's thinking like she's mine and then he says tell me that like this pussy is mine like mine to pleasure mine to oh i don't remember all of it but whatever it was really hot <laughs> mhm oh yeah it sure was mhm yeah this was definitely an easy uh, read to get on board with. <laughs> yes.
0: Well, and like when she's talking about how she needs a mess because he ejaculates just so much fluid. <laughs> and she's like, I need a bath. We've made a mess. And he says. I don't need, uh, I don't mind the mess. Um, plus, I like you covered in my seed, marking you with the scent of my sex. And she's like, why are you so naughty sometimes? And he says, you don't like it. And she says, no, I like it. It's just, you don't talk like this. And he says, we are sharing bodies. Why can I not share my thoughts as well? You accept my desire for you. And I would like to tell you how much I want you so that, you know, like, it's that's sweet. so sweet. and sweet. Uh, it's he's just the sweetest yeah oh they're Mm -hmm. precious Uh uh-huh also he's like I want to know more about what's going on with his tail because she sees it for the first time after they have the sex and she's like oh you have a tail and he's like don't touch it (laughs) I know but it looks so soft and he says you can touch me anywhere but my tail and I would be like, no, now I have to touch the tail. Yes, you've said that I cannot, so I must. <laughs> like, and then she wonders, like, does it wiggle when he comes, like, I- <laughs> when he's happy or something? Yeah, it is so
1: cute. I want to know more about the tail. Mm, me too. I wonder where it came from. Like, I mean, because his face, right, came from the first animal he ate. His horns came from the next one, and his gender came from the first human he ate Mm -hmm. and it makes me wonder like did his penis come from something did the tail come from something yeah no I don't know what I don't know what his penis could have come from but I'm curious there's another one coming out and I kind of wonder if like it's gonna have a different um penis yeah well there's gonna be like five of them I think oh I hope so we find out that the witch owl is like his mom yes yeah she's his mom yeah, She's his mom. yeah she's his mom but yeah she like mated with the void
0: yeah and then she's like you know it's not easy to mate with a void it's like yeah I, I could see that being pretty complicated
1: yeah I don't know how you'd mate with a void
0: that's <laughs> I don't know how that would work and I don't either, but apparently she's done it more than once because we're getting five books about dusk walkers. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was in. I, so I was I I liked the witch the witch owl, um, Me too. Certainly keeps showing up to help. Mm-hmm. Orpheus. Yes. She. And,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um, I pictured. So you know, in Spirited Away. When Yvaba, the witch, she like turns into, she pulls her cloak around her and turns into a bird. Mm-hmm. That's what I pictured.
1: Yeah. yeah, I pictured the same. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I pictured the same because like she's an owl person kind of mm-hmm. like. That's the only reference I have for owl person. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I pictured the same thing. But yeah, she um she's great. She gave Orpheus the amulet. Right. Mm-hmm. She gave um fixed the garden, right? Gave and I think also like was originally gifted the garden too. She saves her one son, right, from being tortured. Mm-hmm. The other one she brought Orpheus and the stupid Mavka together. It's like she's maneuvering things. She's keeping her kids safe. It's adorable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I also like that at the end, she's talking to Rhea about birth control and she's like, yeah, if you don't want to have a kid, y'all, y'all probably need to do something about it. And Rhea's like, excuse you? I know. What? So <laughs> like, how does that work? <laughs> and the witch Alice like, Orpheus will figure it out. Just tell him he needs to make a, like, keep you from entering her- your womb, I think and he'll do it and so Rhea goes and has this conversation this is like like late in the book Raya goes and has this conversation and it's like yeah you need to
1: do this thing and he's like but I want to have babies with you which I'm not into breeding or anything but this was really cute it was so cute it was so cute
0: he was like will I get to love on it too will it love me back he's like,
1: oh my child you are so sweet Then she's like, all right, last resort. I won't have sex with you until we figure this out. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: He figured that out pretty quickly then after that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Rhea, it's interesting her struggle to give him her soul, Mm -hmm. right? Because he says, like, this is how you'll stay with me forever. Like, you'll become immortal, stay together forever. You know, you give me your soul. And her, like, main hesitation, right? Is more that she didn't know if she wanted to live forever. That seemed like a really long time. Especially because she basically hasn't liked her life yet. Yeah. (laughs) Like she hasn't liked living particularly. Um, So the thought of having to do it forever. um, Was stressful for her. And then she was also thinking about though how like poor Orpheus. She would get old and he would have to watch her die. Would he get a new human? Like... Mm.
0: Orpheus and uh, Rhea are basically living the good life. Like things are going well mm-hmm. until they're, they're not monster sex. Yeah. They're having hot monster sex, like a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the demon King shows up one day while Orpheus is out getting water or hunting or something. And he, you know, kidnaps Rhea and he's like, I understand your struggle. I'm just going to take you away, which no, Rhea is super smart. She's like, uh-huh. No, I know mm-hmm. how this goes. And I know that there are no strings attached, attached in any sort of deal with a demon. And I know you're full of shit basically. And he's like, shut up. I'm taking you. So he kidnaps mm-hmm. her yep. and takes her to his castle where mm-hmm. she meets Katerina, that hateful heifer who was so awful to our sweet baby Orpheus in the first place. hmm as humans go, she was really terrible. She was.
1: Like, why? I mean, she spent five years with Orpheus, and none of that time she ever like felt anything towards him, like other than hate. Yeah. I just I don't understand that. He's so sweet. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I just had such a huge problem with her. She was so, I mean, I just didn't understand her. Like she's been with the demon King for, it sounds like about 200 years at this point. Mm -hmm. And she's cool with this guy who is eating people for funsies because he wants to and is the, she's, is concubine. But Orpheus, this super sweet guy who built her a house and got her all this stuff. She hates him. But She doesn't want Raya to have him like she doesn't want Raya to be happy. And she's really ugly and she's like, you're going to be so upset when he shows up to save you or to, to catch you or whatever, because he's mad and he sees me and he likes me better than you. And Raya's like, bitch, please. Mm-hmm. That's not what's going to happen.
1: Not at all. God, I could not. Ugh. I was so happy when she got killed. Yeah, when me she too. Healthy. But <laughs> whatever.
0: This is who we are now. I loved it when Raya stabbed her in the chest.
1: Mm-hmm. And I love that Raya didn't really hesitate with it either. Mm-hmm. There wasn't like a, "Oh no, I don't want to like kill her." She was like, "No, stab." Yep.
0: Well, she was going to stab Orpheus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Orpheus sees Raya running to him and she looks pissed off and he's questioning things and um she is uh, actually, running to fight off Katarina,
1: mm-hmm. she stabs her. It's really great. Yeah, it is because she was gonna. The way to kill a duskwalker is to shatter their skull. Um, yeah. So that was great.
0: Yeah. And
1: then Orpheus and the Demon King are fighting, but they're not really getting anywhere because they're basically equally matched. Mm-hmm. Um. And poor Rhea gets stabbed in the back.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Mm-hmm. And it's so sad. Mm-hmm. Like we know she's gonna be okay, right? Like she has to be this has to happen happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Like we cannot hurt Orpheus like that. Like you can't, you can't do that to him. Um but she gives him her soul right? In this moment. And it's like a dancing little fire person. I mm-hmm. thought it was cute. Um, and he just immediately eats it. I know.
0: My favorite thing is like, of course he ate it. And he his yeah. question is like, should I not have eaten it? <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing. He questions himself. He was like, I don't know if that was the right thing to do, but I felt like I should have eaten it.
1: Mm. You know, and then, uh, then, she like disintegrates in his arms, mm-hmm. so distraught, and oh, gosh, he like is whimpering or whatever, whining, which again, like dog, right? You mm-hmm. hear it, just like very dog-like sounds that they make. That's so sad, and he doesn't understand that she's gone. Yeah. Um. So when he goes back to his place, he looks for her under like random stuff he looks for her under the bed and the bathtub like under rocks that she, there's no way she could be oh god it's awful it is so She's awful
0: so distressed
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, and that's when he just so takes off crying. running
1: yeah like
0: Forrest Gump he just runs
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah meanwhile Rhea is uh, incorporeal
1: and realizes
0: mm-hmm. that she's like riding with him, mm-hmm. and figures out how to make herself like physical again, and is immediately attacked and killed. The <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: demon just immediately gets her,
0: immediately dead. Mm-hmm. Yep. She comes back and she's like, "Well, I don't want to do that again." <laughs> oh. Anyway, she's able to like corral Orpheus around and be like, look, I need you to go home because I can't take a physical form outside of the salt circle. Mm-hmm. And he's so upset still. Like he still is not believing that she's real. I think it's so, I don't know. I just liked her strategy at the very end. And she's like, I got to get you to like snap out of this super sad thing that you're doing. And so she just pisses him off
1: and makes him chase her. Hmm. And- At the same time, like I felt so bad for him because it was so distressing mm-hmm. to him. Like she's there, then she's gone, and he's just like, "No, just stay." Yeah, stay with me. Obviously, she needed to snap him out of it, and his eyes turn red and everything. Yeah, to get him back to being Orpheus. But yeah, oh, there's one part where so, Katerina the bitch broke the gift that she gave him. Yeah. Right? And so there was only one bell on it now. And so he makes a comparison, like, oh, there's only one bell, just like you know, it's missing its pair, just like I'm missing Rhea or something. Uh-huh. Like, oh. <laughs> He's so upset. And mm-hmm. he
0: is. But it all ends up being all right. Of course, yes. Everything's fine. They have mm-hmm. really aggressive sex in the yard, mm-hmm. and she basically like screams at him to fuck her, and uh, um, it gets very aggressive. Uh, mm-hmm. But everyone's happy in the end. Yep, she meets and- his mom. Uh huh. They talk about going back to the human village and eating the the humans that were terrible to Rhea
1: hmm and it's really sweet yep I love that and I love that they decide or they talk about giving Chad to the other Mafka because it says like he's still pretty dumb why don't we give him to <laughs> give him to the other one give him Chad mm-hmm. it looks like you have a quote that you really enjoyed I do it wasn't really a quote from the book it was the, the dedication that she did I just loved it so much so her um it's you know, the very beginning of the book and says to all the monster fuckers out there, this book is for you. Don't pretend that you've never wanted to be railed by some human eating dark entity that has a skull for the face. You saw the cover, you knew what you were getting yourself into and you still chose to open this book and read it.
0: (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Mm All righty. Well, with that in mind... Uh, we'll be talking about a couple of more monster romances for uh monster smash October. So join us next time. We will be discussing morning glory milking farm by CM Nascosta, which is a sweet, wholesome, smutty Minotaur romance. As wholesome as that can get as wholesome <laughs> as that. Like I'd never heard of wholesome smut until I started these books and I was like oh (laughs) it really is though (laughs) yeah yeah all righty so join us for that thanks for listening thank you for listening to literary quest we hope you enjoyed our episode if you'd like to follow us on social media we can be found at literary quest podcast on instagram or facebook you're also welcome to share your thoughts and ideas with us via email at literaryquestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again.